Angie's List is now Angie, your home for everything home. Angie still has the same top pros and reviews you've counted on for more than 20 years. Only now, you'll also get access to all the tools you need to make your home a happy place. Inside, outside, big or small, Angie helps you find the right solution for whatever you need done all from your phone. It's simple to find upfront pricing and instantly book hundreds of projects. You can even search pricing guides to see what others paid for similar jobs and easily compare quotes from top local pros to make sure you're getting a fair price. From lawn care to repairing the AC to the project of your dreams, Angie has your home projects handled from start to finish. Plus, when you book and pay through Angie, they'll cover your project up to the full purchase price plus limited damage protection with their happiness guarantee. Make your home an Angie home. Check out Angie.com today. And for more on the happiness guarantee, go to Angie.com forward slash happiness hyphen guarantee dot htm. It's time to eat. Get in my belly. Sit down and get ready to consume an abundance of fantasy football knowledge from Ross Tucker and Evan Silva. Me so hungry. On the Fantasy Feast Eaten Podcast. Yeah, let's eat, baby. It is the Fantasy Feast Eaten Podcast. Yes, even on the 4th of July. And why not? It's the Fantasy Feast Eaten Podcast. So a lot of people are going to be eating a lot of stuff later today, so we might as well go ahead and talk a little fantasy feast, fantasy football. So, so excited for our guest today, the guru, John Hansen. The guy basically invented fantasy football analysis. John Hansen, fantasyguru.com. He is the man and has been for quite some time. Really looking forward to talking with him. I'm a former NFL offensive lineman that now has a bunch of podcasts and a bunch of media gigs. I think most of you know we got even money for sports betting, mainly NFL. Ross Tucker Football Podcast to give you the player's perspective on everything going on around the NFL. College draft for those of you that are really into the draft and evaluation. We had an awesome interview yesterday with one of my former coaches, Frank Verducci, just talking about the pre-draft process uh, for coaches, which I thought was really, really interesting. I've learned a lot in that series as well. And then Andrew Brandt has the Business of Sports podcast, which is always fantastic as well. By the way, I think I've made three or four picks so far in the MFL draft. I might get into that with the guru in a little bit, but I think I've made three or four picks in the MFL draft that we have with you guys, the Fantasy Feast listeners, for June. But we've got the July winter draft coming up in early August. So guess what? It's time to announce the first three contestants. Number one, Dennis Walsh, who, by the way, is also a new Tuckhead over at Tuckheads.com. Congratulations, Dennis. He took advantage of the Omaha Steaks deal. He's probably cooking them today and said he wanted to be in the MFL draft. So there you go. Min Kui, M-I-N-Q-U-I. And I believe that's how you pronounce it. Min Kui, a huge Amazon order. Remember, we got those Amazon banner ads on the homepage over at RossTucker.com. So a lot of people you know, make sure they've got those stored, bookmarked, whatever. And anytime they make an Amazon order, they just go through that landing page forward me the receipt and then they can ask a question 
or they can enter to try to get in the NFL contest. So that's also, by the way, what Adam Tuarzanski did. I, I, I don't know why I did this to myself, but I picked some people with some hard to pronounce last name, but whatever. Hey, people with hard to pronounce last names need love too. Their, their, their fantasy endeavors matter also. So those are the first three contestants for the July MFL draft. And we'll pick three more next week. So take advantage of any of the sponsors over at RossTucker.com. Forward it to me directly, Ross at RossTucker.com. Say, Ross, I want you. I want Evan. I want to win. And I want a free entry into an MFL draft against you guys. And we'll hook you up. Next meal. Next meal. One of my favorite people on the planet, and and I'm not just saying that, thoroughly enjoyed the time that we did a show. I think we did it for one season on Sirius XM Fantasy Channel. It was hilarious and a blast. Plus, he's got all kinds of famous friends, which is kind of awesome as well. My guy, John Hansen, he is the fantasy guru, and you are not. Guru, how are you? Doing well, Ross. We always will think back at the candy bar draft that we did on the radio when I really blew it by taking the Hershey's with almonds in the first round. That was just a terrible call by, by me, and I'm still, I'm still beating myself up over it, honestly. Well, I tried to get greedy with the take five bar. It's by far my favorite, but I didn't know if you really knew about it. And I thought I could right. sneak it into like the fourth or fifth round and still, and, and you took it from me and I was devastated because like if I knew you really knew about a take five bar, I would have taken that with the number one overall pick. Like it's that important to me. Very proactive, very aggressive. And me taking the Hershey's with almonds is basically like taking Aaron Rodgers first overall this year. It's just not an economical decision. You can get a really good quarterback later this year. I could have got the Hershey's with almonds probably in the fourth round. But, uh, you know, you live and learn. You know, you draft and you make mistakes and you pick up the pieces and you try not to make them again. But, Ross, seriously, this year is the deepest quarterback I've ever seen 24 years in this business the quarterback depth has never been better than it is this year so if there's ever a year to hold off on the quarterback sir it would be 2018 I love it I love it now so before I before I forget it before we even get into that I got two other questions because I want to get to I got a bunch of fantasy questions but um so tell me all the things you're doing right now so you got you always have the website fantasyguru.com people can check you out on twitter at fantasyguru uh you got your own serious xm show on the fantasy channel a lot of days when i'm on the nfl channel that that's basically i mean th- those are your big things right I mean, that, that right there that's that's a couple full-time jobs yeah it's a couple full-time jobs started this week on serious xm fantasy sports radio doing seven to nine eastern guru in the morning it's called and Adam Kaplan hosts with me and a couple other gentlemen, Paul Kelly and uh, the great Tory Holt. Big game, Tory Holt. We're going to be doing shows with me on Thursdays uh, during the regular season. And then in August, we go from 7 to 10. So your mornings, you're in the car at SiriusXM. Uh, we've got you covered, uh, fantasyguru.com. We've got some uh, big, big things going on at fantasyguru.com. 
Uh, stay tuned to Twitter. Uh, a major announcement is forthcoming. Uh, we're going to be doing some some incredible things. We're kind of reorganizing and all that. So that's going on. Uh, plus, I'm still back uh, this year for year number five of the Fantasy Zone channel on DirecTV. And maybe doing some some more things with uh, DirecTV. So jobs, uh, fortunately for me, uh, not not a not a problem. There, there's not a scarcity. Uh, I, I'm still trying to be cloned. Uh, I've I've talked to people in Sweden to see if it could be done. Uh, not yet, <laughs> but I'm still hoping, Ross. Got it. I love it. Okay, and then since it is the Fantasy Feast podcast, I do have to ask you, what will you eat today, and how much? You know, I'm actually, you know, the older I get, I'm not eating quite as, as much. I'm, I'm trying to, you know, lose a little bit of weight. So I actually think my stomach is shrunk. Uh, I will go a little seafood. I will go with some steamed clams. And I will probably have a hot dog or three, uh, maybe a burger and, you know, a couple of side dishes. But I, I'm big on the, the seafood. I'm a big uh, seafood guy. So I love, I love me some, some clams. And, and no clam. Ross, and I think we've talked about this, actually. I don't know how, but we, I think we have. No clam is better than the little neck clam that you can get in New Jersey. It's the best clam in America. There are times, so when we go to the Jersey Shore, I'll, I'll order, like, for the table. We'll get 200 of them, and I'll just yeah. – I, 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 that would be an interesting food to see how many I could eat if I was really exactly. trying to – you know, if I was really trying to eat as many as I, I could. I could do 1,000. It would be a lot. It would. It would I be. I think I could do a thousand, Ross. It it would be a lot. All right, so we got the food stuff out of the way. Now I want to get into the fancy stuff. So it's interesting because Evan and I, um, John, we have a we do these best ball drafts with our listeners, and so I just happen to have and and the the listeners are by the way very skeptical, but I got the first pick in in the June draft. And I, I ended okay. up taking, I'll just tell you what I ended up taking. I ended up taking Todd Gurley. By the way, is that, I have two questions. So number one, is taking Todd Gurley in your mind a no-brainer or not necessarily? I would not say it's a no-brainer. I mean, obviously Gurley had the monster season, 23 touches a game, 40% of his runs gained five or more yards. Uh, the offensive line depth now, they did have the uh, Brown, was it the uh, the guard is going to be uh, suspended, correct? Uh, so yeah, that's a couple a little games, bit of a couple concern. games. Uh, yeah, Jamon Brown, but their depth isn't wonderful, but that line really did a great job last year. And I think the thing about Gurley is, I think we saw that the year before, he's kind of like, he needs some momentum. He kind of, he needs to gain a little bit of a head of steam before he's that beast. And, and did not get anything near that the year before, but obviously being with Sean McVay and utilizing him in the passing attack was unbelievable. He was great, all that. However, I don't even have him as my number one running Ross, uh, on my board this year. You know who I'm going with? Zeke Elliott. I'm going with him at number one. Uh, he's, an, he's an animal. Uh, Dallas's offensive line did underwhelm last year, but I think they'll be better. Uh, 38% of the targets are available in Dallas. The receiving core is really bad. I mean, they've got bodies, but no go-to guy. Obviously, Witten and Dez are gone. I think he catches more balls this year. I think the offense more so more so than the, the offense goes to Zeke Elliott. You know what? I also kind of like the fact that he missed six games last year, so not as 
much on wear and tear on the body in the last 12 months. That's very interesting. So I debated between Gurley and Le'Veon Bell and Zeke Elliott, but I went with Gurley. But here's another thing, and this might be a crazy question, but in my lifetime, John, I can't remember a more consistent, every single week it seems, skill guy than Antonio Brown. I mean, it's been six straight years now, I think, where every game, the guy, and I know I'm exaggerating, but the guy seemingly has 10 catches for over 100 yards and at least one touchdown. Is it the worst strategy you've ever heard? If you think Antonio Brown's that consistent and that much better than the other receivers, to take him with the number one pick and then coming back around at the turn, getting two running backs then, but thinking that there's enough of a difference between Antonio Brown and the other people. Plus, you know, Gurley could always get, I mean, anybody can get hurt, but you never know with Le'Veon Bell and Gurley, especially running backs. Take Antonio Brown and feel like I'm just putting. 10 catches, 100 yards, and a touchdown in the bank for every week the entire season. Look, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't take him at one overall, but I've had him ranked at one overall in years past recently, like uh, maybe even last year or the year before. But his PPR finishes over the last five years have just been insane. Wide receiver one, wide receiver one, wide receiver one, wide receiver two, and wide receiver five. I mean, really, that's all you need to know. But if you want to play it safe, it's not it's not not a bad idea at all. I wouldn't do it though, just because the trends are obviously, as you know, everyone's back in on the running backs and and I do see a significant drop off after let's say Melvin Gordon. I'm not a big Melvin Gordon guy, but i I am the ten, and I think there's a little bit of a drop off there, and then there's a couple of tiers, but I really think that you you can zig when with the safe play obviously, but if you don't get into the running back business really, really early then you could be kind of left out in the dark because they're going off the board quickly. And if you're at the top of round one, you pass on a running back. When it comes back to you, you're starting with Jay Nixon, LaShawn McCoy, Jarek McKinnon. It could work. You could go Brown and maybe Nixon and McKinnon. That could work, Ross. I wouldn't do it, though. I would just fall in line with everyone else because the wide receivers in general this year compared to – the previous two, three, four years are are down a round and a half. So you can get, you know, the Keenan Allens of the world maybe in the third round this year, whereas, you know, in years past, a guy like Keenan Allen, uh, who just dominated last year, would, would have been maybe even like a top 15 pick overall. But now he's being pushed down along with a lot of these other wideouts like Michael Thomas and A.J. Green. I love Devontae Adams. So, Ross, it's not crazy, but I wouldn't do it. Um, all right, so what I got right now is I have, not that everybody listening cares, but I care because it's my draft and my team. I've got Gurley and Devontae Freeman at running back, Doug Baldwin and Jarvis Landry at receiver, and I'm putting a lot of faith. It, it is a best ball draft. I'm, I, I took Jimmy Graham at tight end. I'm just counting on no Jordy Nelson and Aaron Rodgers yeah. force-feeding Jimmy Graham touchdowns. And maybe that's fall, flawed by me, but... That's what I'm going with. I'm expecting a lot of touchdowns for James Graham. Back shoulder throws, high pointing the football, etc. 
Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not buying it. I, I understand what you're what you're saying. Obviously, he was uh, he accounted for an absurd 39 percent of their targets last year inside the 10, uh, but also a pitiful 9.1. YPR. I didn't really like Martellus Bennett this time last year. I don't necessarily like to hang my hopes on a guy who's going to be that touchdown dependent. Now, to your defense, tight end is bad this year. It's it's not good at all. Uh, so I understand. I, I do have Jimmy at seven, but Aaron Rodgers, for some reason, has never, maybe it's just simply a function of having Jordy there, but he has never really peppered his tight ends with targets. Uh, and we'll see if he can get quickly on the same page. And they're both veterans and all that. Uh, but man, Jimmy looked bad last year. Don't you think? I mean, he looked like he was 46 years old out there at times. Yeah, you're bumming me out now. All right, so let, let me get to Sorry. some other questions. You, you That's know, all right. You know who you, the tight end is this year? My tight end this year. He's 30, 33 years old. It's Delaney. It's, Delaney is going to be the guy. He's their best receiver. Uh, Lafleur there is, is going to open up this offense a little bit. And Delaney, only three touchdowns last year, and that's why his value is down a little bit. And he's, he's my guy. That, that's a great target. You can get a stud, a top-five guy, without paying a, a hefty price. And he's super than Jimmy. Got it. All right. I, I like it. Okay, so, you know, we're doing this 4th of July morning, obviously. There were a bunch of suspensions yesterday. Do you have, like, how do you handle – Two games for Aaron Jones, four games for Edelman. Is there is there almost guru like okay? Every game a guy is suspended is a round I drop him. Is is there like an algorithm here? I mean, what what do you do for suspended guys? Yeah, I don't think uh, I don't have a formula for it. Basically, what I'll do is I'll take my projection for Edelman pre suspension notice and chop off four games. So I'll average it out and chop off the four games and, and plug it on in there. And at times you can get an advantage here because like uh, Julian Edelman, maybe he slips a little bit. And I think, I, I think maybe every two games would drop him around. I, I think that a four game suspension will likely drop Julian Edelman from like the, let's say the sixth to the eighth, something like that. Uh, you're not going to take a zero those four weeks, obviously, you're going to use someone else, maybe Jordan Matthews, as a, something of a handcuff in the slot, because, you know, Jordan Matthews can't do a damn thing lining up on the outside. And sometimes you can get an advantage. I remember the year Josh Gordon was suspended. It was two games, and I was saying, wow, two games, that's not much. You can get by, and his value's down a little bit. That's a buying opportunity. I'm not sure if Edelman will be a buying opportunity, but probably so, because with Danny Amendola out, we all know what Edelman can do with the GOAT. Uh, so maybe it's an opportunity, but I would say two rounds, moving down two rounds, maybe two rounds, or two for every game. No, two games for every round. So it's four games, moving down two rounds. Got it. Okay, that makes sense. So let me get, let's get to some of the other positions. So all right, the tight end you love is Delaney Walker, and you and and you're down on Jimmy Graham. Give me, give me, and, and a running back you love, Zeke. Give me a running back that you're down on, a running back to avoid. Rashad Penny. Rashad Penny. I'm not, I'm not buying it. Obviously, we all know that he's going to be the guy. I thought he was a little bit of a reach in round number one. I'm still not sold on the offensive line. 
I still don't know for sure. I know he's great as a check down Charlie, if you will, and a dump off option. And that's a possibility, but his film was, I thought just, we thought at fanciguru.com, a little inconsistent. I know Donnell Pumphrey was a, was a star in college, but I mean, you can't beat out Donnell Pumphrey. Uh, so I'm not buying it. And, and by the way, Brian Schottenheimer, really, guys, in Seattle? I'm not buying Rashad Penny. I like Darius Geis much better. And I'm also not buying the rookie in Denver, Royce Freeman. There's just nothing particularly exceptional about his game. I know that a huge role is potentially there. The O-line was improved thanks to Bowles and Ronald Berry. But I don't know. I, I I like I like the guy like I look at Darius Geis and it's just it just makes so much sense. Like Washington has been dying for a running game for a number of years, ever since Alfred Morris had that big year and was at twenty twelve. They've been really hurting there and they need to run the rock. It should be a good O line if they're healthy. Alex Smith is a good quarterback for uh, a rookie running back. Uh, I think Geis slid in the draft a little bit, but man, he's, his tape is outstanding. And I know Chris Thompson is there. But Thompson, I think they need to limit his snaps a little bit compared to last year. Some major durability issues there. So I just look at a guy like Darius Geis, and I'm like, wow, that's a perfect fit. And then I look at Rashad Penny, and I'm like, I get it. They want to run the rock and get back to their roots and all that. But, you know, this offense with Schottenheimer and a, a shaky O-line, uh, you know, they, they don't have much of a receiver. They lose Jimmy Graham. I love Baldwin, but otherwise it's a little shaky. So uh, those are two rookies I'm not high on in terms of, Freeman and Penny, I do like Geis, and Sony Michelle is my guy too. Now it's risky, Ross, but man, he's a good player. Why can't he just pick right up what Deion Lewis did last year? And forty uh, percent of New England's running backs op- opportunities are available, and I don't think Hill and Gillisley are going to be factors. But we'll see about that. All right, then let's do the same at wide receiver. G- give me a wide receiver. You really like that you're high on a la Delaney Walker or Zeke or whatever, and then give me a receiver that I, I'm not going to take or I shouldn't take in, in my MFL draft with the Fantasy Feast listeners. Well, I will go right back to Doug Baldwin. I, I was really high on him last year. I did oversell him, but Seattle has a whopping 216 targets, 39% of the targets inside the 10. So I'm all in on Doug Baldwin. Uh, the guy that I pr- probably the highest rated guy on people's boards who I probably will pass on. And I loved them last year is Tyree kill. I'm just not sure with Patrick Mahomes in there and Sammy Watkins at it and other weapons like obviously Kelsey and Kareem hunt. I'm just not sure that Tyree kill is going to get uh, the volume and the target share that he had last year, which was over 20%. So uh, let's see anybody else here. You know, it's, it's just amazing that, we, we analyze fantasy so much. It's almost impossible to, 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 for me to say something that's going to surprise you. I will say that Brandon cooks, I think is also very overvalued. Uh, the Rams have only 106 available targets and I've been a cooks guy, uh, big time from day one. And you know what? He's kind of underwhelmed. He's a wide receiver 22 off the board. I only have him at 36. You know, when they drafted Brandon cooks, I looked at his tape and I, I thought maybe he could be Antonio Brown. I mean, they're built basically the same, but you know what he's turned into, Ross? It's Deshaun Jackson. I don't know why. It, it, I, I don't get it. He can be taken out. He could be totally taken out. Antonio Brown 
in my mind, is in the conversation for the GOAT. And I understand the game has changed a little bit when Jerry Rice played. I followed Jerry Rice's career from day one. I saw it all happen. Uh, they were a little ahead of the curve, too, with that West Coast offense. But the game has changed, but Antonio has been so good that, Ross, he may, he may be the GOAT. I mean, if he does this for two, three more years, I'm ready to say Antonio Brown's the GOAT. Wow. Over Jerry Rice. Yep. That's yep. amazing. You know what? I, I like it. Maybe we can get to the point where it's like the LeBron-Michael Jordan debate. We can have the Jerry Rice-Antonio Brown debate. I mean, it's hard to argue with his numbers. Now, Jerry Rice was just such a longevity thing and, and all the Super Bowl and playoff success, I think, as well. But that's a yeah. very that's a very good argument. All right. I want to do the same thing on quarterbacks. Now, I know you said... Don't take quarterbacks high. I've seen in the draft I'm in that people are already taking quarterbacks, but you say don't do it. Wait till later. But still, give me a, give me a quarterback for later that you like more than others, and a quarterback for later that you are not as high on as others. Marcus Mariota is, I think, the the cheapest value this year with Lafleur again taking over. Mike Malarkey is thankfully out of town here. It's not a wonderful receiving core. But Delaney is obviously rock solid. Corey Davis had an up and down, mostly down rookie year, but he did flash late. His tape was fantastic in college. Great route runner, very experienced player. Rashard Matthews is solid. So that's a decent trio there. The old line will get Conklin back. They did underwhelm last year. But I just love LaFleur. Let's put in a position where he's most comfortable. Get him in the gun. Get him in the pistol. Have him do the RPOs, misdirections, open things up. Have him run a little bit more. Uh, he's not getting much love at all. He, his ADP is like, I mean, I'll, I'll give you an example. Ross, this is going to blow your mind, but obviously I could be wrong. But Mario's ADP is like 115. Deshaun Watson is like 43. I have Mario over Watson. Now, that's, that's ballsy. Uh, wow. Some people may think I'm crazy, but I'm, I'm just not feeling Watson here. Coming off that ACL with some tape on him, crappy offensive line. And you know what? When you get past DeAndre Hopkins, that receiving core is not that great. I mean, Will Fuller, granted, he was amazing. Is he going to replicate what he did last year? That ain't going to happen. I mean, he was scoring like every second pass target he got. Uh, and, you know, the rest of the receiving core is not that good. I mean, the tight end, they don't have much. Uh, so, CJ Fedorowicz is. Uh, out of the mix there. The other guy that I, I, I like probably a little bit more than others, and I hated him last year, is Matt Ryan. I understand Sarkeesian is no Kyle Shanahan. The first year of Kyle Shanahan, they, they were hating it. I mean, I did a radio show every week with Roddy White that year, and Roddy, you know, talking off the air, he was like, oh, we hate it. It's, it's, we just hate it. You know, and then in year two, what happened? He had an MVP season. So I think he's shown that in his second year in a system and with a coordinator, his comfort level rises. And I'd love the addition of Calvin Ridley uh, to go along with Julio. I think they, they fit beautifully. And as, as disappointing, underwhelming as they were last year, with expectations so high, we're still pretty good, the offense. So those are two guys that I'm higher on than probably most. Uh, you know, Andrew Luck, I guess, is an obvious one. Uh, I'm just not taking him. Uh, he's quarterback 11 off the board. Here's the thing. You know, remember last when Peyton Manning missed that first year. He was really rusty. I can't afford to have a rusty quarterback for the first four or five weeks of the season. So I'm going to let others draft luck. And I was a huge luck guy for state one, but this is just, 
it's almost surreal where we are with Andrew Luck. And hopefully that, that storyline improves uh, this summer and fall. But right now, I'm still skeptical. And that, by the way, receiving course stinks. I mean, other than T.Y., uh, it's pretty bad. <laughs> Guru, I love it. I always love talking with you. Always appreciate the time. You are the best. Now I have one guy to draft and one to avoid at every position. You shot down my Antonio Brown idea. That's okay. You still like him, though. You think he might be the GOAT, so that says something about something. And you're having clams on 4th of July. You know, everybody's supposed to have hot dogs and hamburgers. We always do my daughter's birthday, and we always order pizza and uh, for her birthday. So I don't really have dogs and burgers on 4th of July either, which is kind of interesting. You know, one of these years, I don't know if it's going to be today, but I'm going to see if I can eat a thousand clams in one sitting. That may not do well for my digestive system, but I think it can be done. I like it. John, you're the man. I appreciate it. Make sure you go to fantasyguru.com. Check him out on Twitter. He is the Fantasy Guru. Thanks so much, buddy. We got it, Ross. Happy fourth. The guru is awesome. I knew he would be. He always is. That was absolutely fantastic. I love it. Learned a lot. I always do. I'm stuffed. Absolutely stuffed. But not too stuffed to mention that, as I said on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast today, we are giving away free field passes to the National Fantasy Football Convention next weekend. Bunch of guys will be there, Matthew Barry, Field Yates, the fantasy footballers. But I will be there. Brian will be there, our producer. Several Tuckheads, several listeners will be there. And we got a couple passes left over. So we'll just do first come, first serve. You take advantage of a sponsor, any of them, over at RossTucker.com. Forward it to me, Ross at RossTucker.com. And say, I want one of the remaining NFFC field passes. If you're going to be in Dallas, Fort Worth next weekend, and we'll do it. It's that simple. And then I'll also do it for the Fantasy Feast Eaton Podcast. Love the emails. Love those of you that spread the word via social media. Just an easy retweet of Twitter or like on Facebook, facebook.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. And you can get a signed press pass, a signed football card, signed picture, whatever. Also love those of you that rate and review this show. It is big-time fantasy football season right now, so please rate and review the show. That really, really helps. Other than that, I am stuffed of fantasy football knowledge, but not of food. That happens a little bit later. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Feast Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Even Money, and the College Draft Podcast, all available on iTunes at RossTucker.com or wherever podcasts can be found.